Hello and welcome back to the JMSU mini-series of the LJMU's 1823 podcast. In this episode we are celebrating LGBTQ plus history month. My name's Lois and in this episode we will be discussing the university experience whilst being in the LGBTQ plus community. This coincides with the celebration of LGBTQ plus history month. Today I'm joined by Ollie, an alumni of LGMU who started their transition in 2019 between first and second year. Hello Ollie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for um, having me. Just tell us more about yourself and why you've come on today. Um, well I've just come on to sort of share the experiences that I had as uh, whilst being trans at uni, coming out in um, at uni and being the trans non-binary PTO uh, last year. And when you were at uni you started your transition and sort of things like that what was the first sort of social transitions that you made during this process um so for me at least like obviously it's different for everyone but mine was um changing my name uh changing my pronouns and getting a haircut that was the big one i was like just chop it all off yeah um but, like, I mean, socially transition is is different for everyone. So, like, no one is necessarily going to follow the same path. That is usually the ones that people follow, um, especially from, um, like, moving towards, like, the mask side of things. But, um, yeah, mine, mine was changing my haircut and sort of changing my style a little bit. Um, I think, like, uni for me was such a good thing because it allowed me to have, like a gradual change in first year like I went to um an all girls primary and secondary school so I always felt like the need to sort of imitate the people I went to school with to sort of fit in a little more but um being at uni was a lot more like this is going to sound really cringy it helped me to like find myself um so I was able to like slowly make that process and make that change like throughout the year and then I came out like over the summer between first and second year and made those changes after. Did you find that, you know, how you said about, you know, coming to uni and you sort of like find yourself and stuff like that, was that kind of one of the first times when you felt like, you know, that this is where you can properly be yourself, you know, because you're from quite far away from Liverpool and was it quite nice to sort of get away because you could sort of create this new life for you in a way? Yeah, like I always knew when I was looking at unis that I wanted to go somewhere out of London, um, just for a bit of a change, to be honest, but also just so I was like away from home um, and coming up to Liverpool, like I didn't know anyone um I was alone in the city and it meant that like I could not like reinvent myself because I was pretty much just the same person I was but it just meant that like I didn't have to be the person that I was at home that I didn't want to be because no one knew me so it wasn't like oh look at them they've changed they're doing like this they've never done that before it was just like oh I can do whatever I want now within reason obviously but like I was able to sort of have a little bit more freedom with like how I wanted to present myself or how I wanted to act or what I wanted people to know about me which was quite nice because I was always a very like closed off person at home and being around people that you've known for so many years then it's hard to sort of change that at least it was for me so being at uni I was like I'm just going to be very as like open as possible and just be me which was quite nice. Mm, definitely, I can imagine that. Like it's a, it's like a breath of fresh air, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, 
how did you sort of feel like once you started to be able to make these changes like when you were up here um a lot happier like not that I necessarily was like unhappy at home but it was a lot more um freeing and like peaceful as opposed to just be able to do like what I want and be who I want and not sort of be confined by like anyone's expectations at home because obviously like with my parents they're great people but they obviously assume like everyone's parents assume that they're going to be a certain way or expect them to like act a certain way and at uni I was able to go out whenever I wanted and do whatever I wanted and like not live up to other people's expectations which was yeah that was it was a comfortable time I'd say Mm -hmm. that was the best part about it Mm -hmm. and I think even I wanted to ask as well sort of with all of these positives I feel like there's obviously also negatives as well which I can imagine that you've experienced is Mm -hmm. what sort of challenges have you faced in in this sort of time since you know coming out as trans to be honest um like I I remind myself like all the time like I'm actually quite lucky that for the most part I haven't experienced that many challenges like obviously there's day-to-day ones everyone will experience like they're kind of unavoidable things um having to always like highlight myself as the trans person in the room because you come out and like people especially now like people automatically assume my pronouns because don't necessarily well also because I use they them pronouns most of the time people never like it's very rare to find someone who will just use them before they know what your actual pronouns are so you always have to like um correct people and then you're highlighting that you're the trans person in the room and it's always usually just me so that's like certain things like that that you get like day to day um are like the primary challenges that everyone will face but to be honest like I didn't have too many myself um I was very lucky to have a an easy experience of not really having too many people be like transphobic to me um throughout my time at uni and like outside my like my main challenge was just with myself to be honest like um I came out as a trans guy before I like came out as non-binary because I always just had these like expectations in my head of what I was supposed to be and the problem with my experience for me was that at uni I was around guys like all the time. Everyone in my course um, other than me in first year was a guy. All of my friends were, well, other than a couple, like all of my friends were. So I built up like all of these expectations of how I was supposed to like act and be and put on an unnecessary amount of pressure on myself to sort of be something that I physically couldn't be without like medically transitioning. So um, I had to like, at least for like my own peace of mind, come out as non-binary and like take that pressure away that I don't have to like live up to the expectations of what like men are supposed to be like, Mm. Um, which was more like a lot more um, comfortable for me. It felt felt right, like in the end, I was like, this is the move that I need to make. Um, Doesn't actually mean that I'm gonna stay as non-binary like my entire life, but at least for now, I know like this is, the easiest route to go down for like my own mental health and everything um 
but yeah that was that was probably my, my number one challenge my my own brain which is always my number one challenge I think <laughs> I think it's like it's it's really interesting that you know you sort of made the big step to sort of look after your own mental health and you know you did that by you know coming out as non-binary and stuff like that it took like I can imagine it took a lot of pressure off sort of how you want how you perceived yourself and Mm. how you wanted to be perceived yeah yeah and did um obviously you became part-time officer um when you were here was that in your third year yeah yeah Yeah. and is this is like your experiences or say like the people around you who you know and stuff like that is was that like one of the reasons why you decided to become um a part-time officer for um the trans and non-binary community or like what were your reasons I think um one of my reasons was I always I'd say like it properly like sparked my interest in it when I came out as trans because um I feel like, I mean, I'm pretty sure this is like a general thing for so many trans people is just like going through that little crisis where you're like, ah, I don't know what's going on. I'm feeling these weird things and I'm having these thoughts and I don't know what to do. And you go onto like a massive deep dive on the internet and onto like YouTube and you watch so many people making these videos about like how they realise they were trans or their experiences with it. So I ended up learning so much over that summer where like when I came out as trans because I basically did like so much research into like understanding what was going on in my own head and through that I felt like I was happy to talk about stuff um, which is ironic because it's only in certain situations but it's very easy to do online and I felt like if I have this information and I'm happy to like spend my time making little posts and like putting them on Instagram to help my friends understand me or someone else's friends like understand them because they can see it and share it or some random person on the internet who's like I want to become a better ally and I want to educate myself then why not use that why not like use that effort that I have that I or that sort of not minding to make those posts and actually do something with it so because I had that sort of side of me before I ran I thought why not use that to um, help other people at uni if I'm happy to share the knowledge that I have why can I not make it a better place for like other trans students and help educate everyone else at uni and create some resources or something that everyone else will be able to use because I know like with my course my um, my course leader was actually really good with me coming out he'd had a couple other people come out before so we kind of knew what was going on so I wanted to be able to share that knowledge and sort of help make other trans people's lives a little bit easier at uni um and I just wanted to help people to be honest like I I love being able to help people if I have the time and um the ability to be able to make people's lives easier then why wouldn't I want to you Mm. know yeah, definitely. Was that is was that kind of like the main thing that you sort of campaigned for um, as an officer or did you have other things that you campaigned for, you know, with like education and stuff like that? That was actually one of the main things that I campaigned for. Um, so one of my points was uh, wider use of gender neutral and gender inclusive language, more support and guidance for trans people and a zero tolerance for dead naming and misgendering which I didn't achieve like in its entirety, but 
I worked with the VP of activities last year and then I continued working with Cloder a little bit over summer this year to make a trans policy that can be like a go-to document for absolutely anyone, whether that's staff wanting to um, find ways that they can support trans students, anyone that comes out in their class. Um, so it would have like a glossary of terms and explanations of um, how to help people and what things to say or what things you shouldn't say. Basically just like a reputable source of education for staff members on how they can communicate with trans students. Because I feel like that's so, um, it's so necessary to have because obviously like the internet is just an absolute mess of sources and you never know if the site you're going for is actually giving you the correct information. So having it come from people who have a first-hand experience of it is a very like useful thing to have but also it's sort of like a guide for trans students and staff on how they how the trans students should be treated and how the staff should act so whatever happens trans students know that they can go to this place and contact this person if this were to happen they know like they deserve to be respected in this way so that was like one of the main things i i was able to do and the other one that I actually had to look at these before I came in because I couldn't remember what I'd campaigned for, which is probably really bad. But um, ironically, wrote down something for myself, which is quite selfish, but I guess actually did help other trans people because I wanted my name changed on my ID card. And I thought other people will probably want this too. And without realising, because my memory sucks, um, I did this without realising that it was actually one of my campaign points whilst I was officer, <laughs> which I just laughed about on the train up here today. Um, but it was like working with um, Julia from the EDI department to create a way for trans people to be able to change their name on the system without... Um, having like deed poll documents for like legal name changes because when I came out I asked my um, course leader to be able to change my name and because I don't have any legal documents it could only be like a preferred name on the system but it was still something so the majority of information that I would get would be under Ollie rather than my dead name mm -hmm. which was nice obviously like certain information will always be under your dead name because like legally it has to be and that's kind of unavoidable until you can legally change it but um it was a slightly awkward process to go to because he had to find someone who would be able to change it. I could not access any of that myself. So we worked on making that easier for trans people without the legal documents to be able to do. So you don't have to see like your dead name flashing up all the time. And also, so people that are in bigger classes, um, people who are in lec lectures of like hundreds of people, don't have to have their lecturer reading off their dead name all the time because obviously like they're not going to remember everyone that's in the class they're only going to be reading names that come up on the system so it's nice to not be able to be like dead named in front of like 300 mm. people um and then we moved on to making it easier to access getting new id cards so you could have your name and like an updated photo on the id card so you didn't have to like look at that every day when mm. you're trying to get into buildings and see your dead name all the time which was nice yeah. So that was like the two one of the like two of the things that I campaigned for. 
Yeah, that's brilliant. And I think the the thing with like the dead names and stuff like that is such an amazing thing to campaign for because like names are so important to like everyone, isn't it? Like yeah. it's your sort of main identity. Yeah. Like when you first meet someone and stuff like that. So I think it's amazing that, you know, how successful you were with that as well. Like even if you didn't didn't realise that it was going to affect like as many people <laughs> yeah. as it has. Like I'm sure there's a lot of people at the uni now that you know are still benefiting from it yeah. to this day. I think it's that's why I think like the PTOs are so good because even though you sort of only run for like a year or however long, the stuff that you do sticks as a bit of like a legacy in a way. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's nice to know that like it has an effect for other people as well. Obviously, I have no idea how many people it actually affects, but it's nice to know that at least it's something that should make people's lives, like, a little bit easier. Mm. If you can have some impact, it's nice to know it was, like, worthwhile. Yeah, definitely. And did you see any other developments, like, while you were at uni for the trans community, like, besides the ones that you pushed for? I'm not sure if it was because I was, like, more involved by the with the uni by then, because, like, in first year, I just... I thought like I'm just gonna get used to being at uni living away from home Mm -hmm. and then obviously at least for me second year was just spent in my room in my flat during lockdown so I didn't really have much involvement other than online lectures so I thought like let me let me get more involved and do something and I don't know whether it was just because I was aware of everything that goes on with the SU and everything by then but I felt like I saw an improvement in um like greater displays of representation of like staff and students um i know ljmu always displays their allyship for the lgbtq plus community but i felt like at least for me in terms of what i saw throughout the years i saw like more active allyship social media and website posts that allowed other people to educate themselves some that I was able to work on with other people which was really nice um and just other things like events and safe spaces for the community to be able to go to um more work was put into when I was in the um the student council I saw a saw a lot of work being put into creating like sports classes and things for queer people and women just so they could attend it in a safe space without like feeling unsafe Mm -hmm. around Mm -hmm. you know like certain people will definitely feel the presence of toxic toxic masculinity within the gym so having Mm -hmm. places where they could just be free to do the exercise that they wanted to do and also having things like um more thought being put into creating systems so that queer people and women can feel safer outside of uni as well a lot of talk on um how as a uni we can support people outside especially during like nightlife and things like that so Mm -hmm. seeing the development of things within the uni moving to like caring for students outside of the uni obviously like i know the uni cares a lot about people outside of it still and there's things like how they can support you with your accommodation and everything like that but just seeing the general safety and how people can be supported in their social life I feel like was a big development that I Mm. saw being worked on through the year which was nice. Mm, That's great and you know with sort of seeing these developments and stuff like that have you sort of carried anything on like post-graduation? Have you sort of carried 
anything that you did or that you saw like developing uni on with you as you've left? I feel I feel kind of ashamed to say that I'm not actually doing a huge amount. Um, feel like I ended up doing more before uni than I did after uni, or at least before I had my PTO role. But um, I'm just getting used to starting a new job and I'm going to carry on with my podcast soon because over summer I did release a few episodes of a podcast that sort of centres on like queer education um, for those like, in the community, allies, anyone. So that's one thing that I'm continuing it on. Hopefully we'll get back into releasing more episodes soon. Mm. But um, I'm always, always trying to educate people around me and especially because at home I'm the one trans person that I know at work, in with my friends, with my family. So sort of challenging people's views on gender and representation and how people express their gender or even just like general queer stuff. I'm always just trying to like make people think about what they're saying or why they think about something in a certain way. So have my little daily things that yeah. I try and do but overall I feel like I'm not doing as much as I did here but still, you've got to adjust back to yeah. sort of like a new life I think yeah. it's so weird like moving I'm like I'm nervous to start like a new life that isn't uni you know especially you know moving all the way back home and you've had like your whole sort of new life up here especially yeah. for you with like transitioning and stuff like that um but with this with this podcast, you know, you're saying about like it's you know queer history, queer education, and stuff like that. Do you have a role model in the trans community or anything that you look up to? So many people. Um, <laughs> I it's hard to answer the question to be honest because I feel like um, every at least for trans people, well, for queer people in general, like everyone is a role model in in their own way um because there's so many obstacles that people face day to day like governments trying to deny rights access to healthcare for people especially in america like that's such a huge thing at the moment um and just the ability to like live freely as ourselves it's sometimes so difficult so every person that like wakes up and keeps pushing through is just inspiring in themselves but obviously there's certain people that I could name um, that I just think are inspiring, even in, in small amounts. Um, lots of trans people come to mind. Um, people that I see on Instagram, especially people that are out there educating and fighting just to make life a little bit easier for everyone else, like having that selflessness. Obviously, it impacts them as well. But having that selflessness to be able to commit your life to helping other people is just inspiring. Definitely. And I think with social media and stuff like that, I've noticed especially that there's so much more sort of education out there in, like, the past few months or, like, past yeah. year. Like, you know, on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter or anything. Like you say, it's a, it's a hard question, isn't it? Because, like, there is so many yeah. people that you could name that all do different things in the mm. trans community for for people. Yeah, I agree. And with the fact that it's like LGBT history month, what does that 
month mean to you personally? Um, it's, a, it's a little celebration, I think, for um, for queer people. I feel like with um, so many of the queer pride days that are scattered through the year, there's always, I feel like at least last year, there seemed to be, from what I saw on Instagram, a lot of focus or a lot of people trying to move away from the focus but there always seems to be so much emphasis on the struggles that we face the issues that are still present and educating like cis straight people about everything that encapsulates the lgbtq plus community and whilst like we shouldn't negate that whilst we should still educate others although technically it shouldn't all be put on us other people should educate themselves i feel like lgbt history month along with obviously like pride month is a celebration um celebrating the past like the people that paved the way for us to be here and obviously like we've still got such a long way to go but celebrating the fact that we are where we're where we're at now because we have made so like achieved so many milestones over the year and being aware that, like, obviously there are still negative things, but we can still celebrate the positives. We we can still celebrate the people in our community, ourselves, the achievements that so many people have made. Um, I feel like the month should just be a celebration of our history and everything that we've achieved rather than focusing on, like, the negatives of that so many people, it's, it's so easy to do, mm-hmm. but I feel like, yeah, it's a celebration in my eyes. Mm. Yeah, I agree so much, because I think, sadly, like, obviously a lot of queer history is not always positive, yeah. because, you know, of people have, like, fought for where the community is now, yeah. and, like, people are in the community now, we're fighting for what it will be like in 20 years yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, people look back at the, in the, with the same view, in a way, but... Yeah, but I th- I agree with you that it, it, it should be, like, a big celebration for sort of how far it's come and, you know, all the all the things that have happened as well. It just, it should be celebrated. I, I agree massively. Um, I just, this is sort of the last question, really. Um, it's just, do you have any advice of what you'd say to other students that are going through a similar thing that you went through at uni or what you what you experience now? Um, it's quite the first thing, yeah. <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was, um, I don't know why, maybe it was just the other questions sort of prompted this in my head, but the first thing that came to mind was, it is all right to be terrified to come out to people, to your class, to your lecturers, to your friends, to your family. I feel like in terms of advice, that's the first piece of advice that's useful for when you come out, because it's almost like the first step that you make um, in a way. And it's okay, like it is scary. Um, I know I was absolutely terrified for so long, but um, work on it slowly. If you want to come out, find a friend who can support you along your journey, who can be there with you to help you come out to other people. I mean, the first lecture that I had after coming out, thankfully was online, but um, (laughs) after the first couple times that I heard my name from my lecturer, I had to turn off my camera because I almost had a panic attack. I was just like so scared. Um, it was so weird, like I wasn't used to it because I was living at home, 
I didn't hear my name in real life um, other than every like once in a while when I met up with my mm. like my close friends at home I didn't hear it at home so like in my house so hearing it when I was back at uni I was like oh my god this is so weird like I'm not used to this and it was so much pressure because I hadn't actually come out to my class which because my class was so small it felt like everyone would be more aware of it if you're like one person in like 500 or 200 or something you kind of can blend into the crowd mm. but I was just there and me being a very like loud person anyway everyone was very aware of who I was in my class so being um almost highlighted as like the trans person now was it was just a very like panicking moment but I got used to it and I had my friends who I could go to who I could talk to and I knew that like whatever happened the people that I lived with at uni my mates at uni would be there for me um back me up and like say or help me in any way if I needed that because they were also in my class mm. um in with me in my lectures um and like if you're struggling find those people um if you have them or if you don't I greatly recommend going to SU meetings things like the trans student network that was one thing that I ran during um my my PTO days uh, and I believe it's still running now um and like the LGBT student network the LGBTQ plus society um anything like that where you're able to meet other people that are like you that you can find people who will be able to support you and understand what you're going through because like the issue puts on so many events um for the queer community so that's a great way to go and meet people and go and find friends that can support you on your journey and also like I always made my trans student network meetings a place where people come and ask questions and get advice and get help from me or from other trans people that were there people that were at the very start of that transition who could come and like ask people who'd already been through it like what what do you do what like is there any way that I can get around these problems or just come and like vent about something that was really annoying them or something that they just needed to get off their chest so I feel like spaces like that are always so important um so find them at uni even if you don't need them I didn't think I needed it but it was such a great addition to the experience at uni it made life like a lot easier to be able to have a little community of people I still had my friends and my friends are part of the community but it just it's nicer to have more people that like share similar experiences to you so um also whether you're going through it at uni or not it's always good to remember that as people we continually change and evolve so it's okay if you're right at the start of your transition and you're unsure of so many things of what your journey is going to look like um you don't have to tackle like, every hurdle at once take it one step at a time like I changed my name three times since when I came out um and I hated having to get people to use a new name and going up and being like oh by the way right now I'm just gonna add another one to the list forget the old one that I just told you now I'm gonna try out a new one but um it's okay if you change your mind like it's your journey not theirs so as hard as it is to like feel like you're 
to remember that you're not being a burden to other people by like forcing them to have to use a different name because mm -hmm. it felt like such a big thing to me to like I was being so annoying to people because my friends were so great by immediately just using the right pronouns I felt like I was just adding to it and being really cheeky by being like okay right I'm just gonna switch it up now and see if you can like remember this one but um it's okay like it's okay to tread the waters until you find what feels right because at the end of the day it's your journey it's your name it's your pronouns like it has to feel right to you if it doesn't feel right to you then it matters to you you're going to know that for the rest of your life other people aren't necessarily going to be in your life forever or have that same emotion that you're going to have to it so like at least for my name I have to keep reminding myself like I'm going to hear this every day for the rest of my life these people aren't they're just calling it to me it makes no difference if they have to call me a different name whereas I will be sick of hearing a name that doesn't feel right I have to keep like reminding myself it's okay you don't have to worry about it so like just don't worry don't feel like you have to know everything all at once um because it's so hard to understand like inner identities because they're not written down they're not simple they're just like this a mess this mess of emotions and feelings and thoughts and experiences so you're not always going to get it right first time um but you will get there in the end i promise i'm pretty sure i have now i'm sure i've done being uncertain and like changing it up every once in a while and annoying my friends <laughs> but um don't let anyone rush you just wait until you get to the place that you need to be that feels right to you this is 1823 podcast i'm now joined by yvonne from the student advice and well-being team who's here to share with you what support and services are available at the university so welcome yvonne thank, thank you. you so much for coming on um yeah just give us um sort of information about what support and services you have yeah there's, there's lots of support in the university um and, and hopefully students feel able to access it it is out there and available to all students through student advice and well-being we've got a range of services so we have a well-being team um who can deal with any any inquiry and and redirect to other services if if necessary we've got our student uh, money team who will help with students who are um suffering from financial difficulty which is particularly prevalent at the moment with the cost of living crisis um, we have a disability team we have a counseling and mental health team we have um, staff who work with international students with care experienced students so we've got we've got a range right across across the piece and we also um, provide the accommodation for students when they're new to the university so we work on on that side of things as well I think it's really important that students feel confident to come forward and talk to us about their issues regardless of what they are um, we will always try and help students even if it's not directly in our remit we'll we'll push some doors you know direct people where they need to go and I would always want students to be able to approach us in addition to services as well we work on a lot of campaigns with JMSU to make sure that we raise awareness of, of issues um, and one of the big ones for me at the moment is the Respect Always campaign so we've been working on that for a few years now and it sort of it lost a bit of, bit of momentum during the pandemic as lots of things did um, but we're now we're now back and we want to really encourage students to talk to us about how they feel respected on campus and I think that's really important um, for students to feel that they, they're respected to know that we we want to understand why, when they don't feel respected and equally to try and put things right so that they can feel respected we 
certainly want students to feel like they belong at LJMU and that sense of belonging comes from feeling respected um, in, in the wider institution, you know, in your classes, when you're engaging in sport, when you're doing whatever you want to do on campus, that's a really important part of, um, of the life of the university. And, you know, following on from the back of everything that Ollie said in our podcast and how they said that, you know, the most important thing to do is to talk, um, how sort of important is it for there to be sort of communities in LJMU that allows people like Ollie and other members of LJMU to be themselves and, you know, as like a safe space to be themselves. I think it's vitally important, isn't it? You know, everybody everybody needs to feel that they've found their people, that they've, they're part of a group, that they've got that, that sense of belonging. So we'd always want students to, to, to develop that feeling. And, and if they don't, we want to be able to help. Um, certainly, I mean, the Students' Union do loads of stuff through clubs and societies to develop that sense of belonging. But if, if, people are, if students are struggling, they just need to come and, and access services and we'll help them as much as we can. They don't need an appointment. They can just call in. There's a, a drop-in every, every day, Monday to Friday, at the Student Life Building where you can just drop in and talk to somebody. Um, you don't need an appointment. If you don't want to do it face-to-face, you can drop us an email and do it that way or you can ring us up. Don't worry about who you're contacting. Just contact a number or a person in student advice and wellbeing, we will find the right way through to get you to the right source of support. You don't need to know that. Um, But yeah, just contact us and and come along. Thank you so much for that, Yvonne. And we'll make sure to put all of that information in the show notes for everyone listening. And thank you from me personally for listening to this episode of the JMSU mini-series. 